10, the podcast, 10 minutes every 10 days. My name is John Wilkerson, and I'm just sitting in my van right now, getting ready to run some errands. It's actually the 12th, and while I didn't intend for this to happen, I am recording this on the 12th anniversary of me starting to podcast. So this was the day that I released my first podcast, which at the time my podcast was titled Homeschool Tech. And then that eventually merged into, changed that to Jesus Geek. And then eventually from there I did a bunch of other podcasts. I wanted to take some time today to actually reflect back on the last 12 years of podcasting and how it's changed and how things are so much different now than they used to be and really how they're still the same. To begin with, when I started podcasting, Apple had just started supporting podcasts in iTunes. All right, so think about that. Apple had just started supporting podcasting. And many people were, at the time, they were downloading their podcasts from tools like iPodder and other, and putting them on things like their Sansa or their Rio MP3 players. And... Suddenly, with the advent of Apple supporting podcasting, things started to blow up. They created their directory, and it soon became the largest directory of podcasts. And the way their standard in the RSS feed soon became the de facto standard of what you needed to have in your podcast feed. And there were two very vocal camps when this happened. And the first camp was saying that this is great. We need a large company like Apple to support podcasting. And then there were other folks who said, no, it's free, it's open source, don't do these, you know, we don't want Apple involved in podcasting. And this kind of has been a double-edged sword, hasn't it? Because in one way, it's great that Apple popularized and is continuing to popularize podcasting. But on the other hand, it led to this whole misconception that you needed an iPod to listen to podcasts. So there's that. There's the whole Apple thing. I remember when I first started podcasting, I was very much against advertising in podcasts. Well, I won't say very much. I, I had preferred not to have advertising. 
And eventually, as I started seeing that you could actually make money doing this, I thought to myself, well, maybe advertising is not such a bad idea because it can pay for some of the things that I wanted. When I first started, I was doing everything free. Free hosting for my media, free website, everything like that. It was all free. I was trying to look for the free way to do it. And what happened was the free resources that I was using started becoming not free. So I had to look for other options. And that meant paying for media hosting and paying for a website. And I went with Blueberry at the time. I don't remember when, but I've been with Blueberry for a long time. And I'm glad I've been with Blueberry. And, and they actually introduced advertising to me. And they showed me that there was a way to do it and not, I won't necessarily say not make a mistake at it, but not stumble around trying to figure out how to get advertising. And advertising has helped podcasting quite a bit. Because I think if we didn't have advertising, we wouldn't have had some of the gains and the development that we've, ha- that we've had so far in podcasting. Advertising deals are what allowed a company like Blueberry to come along and improve their technology and help fund their PowerPress player. Advertising is what has helped companies like Libsyn and and others provide services to podcasters and provide them really fairly inexpensively. If you think about it, you can spend as little as $60 a year, $60 to $120 a year on media hosting. And if you wanted to, and you didn't really want to have a website, you didn't want to bother putting up a website, you could do a free website, like a Wix website or something like that, and embed the player. Or you could just direct people to the pages that Libsyn and PowerPress provide. So it, it it's not exactly bad thing, right? We've got Podbean out there as well, Podango, a number of other sources that have freemium type situations where you can host for free for a certain amount of time. And if you want to, that's all you really need to pay for. Not the best situation, but you could do it that way. And just embed players on a free website like a Wix or something or Yeah, Wix, I guess. So a lot of good options there. And for a while, there were a lot of free options. A lot. And I I imagine there's still quite a few, but I don't really bother keeping track with with them as much anymore. We've seen a lot of companies go out of business. We've seen the way people podcast change. There's always been the semi-pro slash professional podcaster out there who buys expensive equipment. But for the hobbyist, 
who wants to also put out a good quality podcast, the equipment has gotten so much more inexpensive. And when you're looking at paying anywhere between $50 and $70 for a good quality microphone, $50 to $70 would have gotten you a good headset microphone when I started podcasting. It wouldn't have gotten you an NATR 2100. So a lot has changed. A lot has changed in my life. When I started podcasting in 2005, I only had five kids. That's crazy to think about that since then I've had two kids grow up. <laughs> it's real crazy. And two of them have grad two have graduated from high school and one got married this summer. So yeah. Holy smokes. So a lot of things have happened with regard to podcasting. Over the years, lots of things have changed, and it's really amazing to consider how the technology has changed. I don't feel, I think there is this, I don't want, I don't know how to say this necessarily. So if, you, if you've been around YouTube much, there are people who will say that you are not a YouTuber unless you're making money from it. Like, that's what you do as an income. You're not a YouTuber. And, and I feel, and they're kind of this elite group of creators, if you will, on YouTube. And I feel like that's kind of happening in the podcasting community now. And the reason I say that is because we're starting to see this clear delineation of people who, if you can get to podcast movement or social media marketing world or any one of these other conferences... You're part of the in-crowd, right? So if you can afford to travel, then you're part of the in-crowd. Now, for someone who lives on the East Coast, particularly in the Northeast, that is not easy to do. And at times I feel almost... uh, And I don't feel like it's the podcasters that are doing it. Maybe some of them are. But sometimes I feel like a lower class podcaster, right? Because I don't make it to these conferences and I'm not part of this inner circle of podcasters who make it to all these conferences. Even though I've probably been podcasting as long as or longer than 90% of the people who make it to those conferences. It's just that my financial situation doesn't allow me to get to any of these conferences. It never has. I've always had a family and I couldn't spend that kind of money because travel is expensive from the Northeast. And then when you add on 
hotel costs and food and things like that, it's, it's even tougher. Especially for a hobby. I don't know that I've ever traveled a long way for a hobby and spent a lot of money. Anyway, I think I've gone on enough about that. It's been 12 years of podcasting. That is just amazing to me when I think about having started with just a laptop and using the internal microphone to, I mean, pretty much the same place now, right? You use a computer or an iPad with a USB microphone plugged into it. Not much has changed for me because I do my podcast solo. In this particular instance, I'm using my Google Pixel with a headphone mic. So not too much has changed for me, but it's just amazing to think about all the changes and everything that's gone on. I'm just kind of ranting and raving right now. So I am going to sign off. You've been listening to 10 the podcast, 10 minutes every 10 days. My name is John Wilkerson. Thanks for sticking me in your ears.